Hi, friends, and welcome to 365 God Podcast with Pastor C. I'm excited about this episode, as I am about all of them. But I have been pondering being hungry and being greedy. Hunger and greed. What's the actual difference? Well, for me, um, being hungry means that you need more knowledge. Um, You're thirsting for more. You have a desire for more information or you want to have those tools necessary to be a positive influence or even to make a positive impact. Um, Being hungry means that, you know, in our physical sense, it's a need for food. It's not just wanting food just because it's there. Greed, on the other hand, has its component to it of materialistic um, desire or it it can even be predatory um in some cases but it's it's just an intense and a selfish desire um that comes from within and and, and being greedy just doesn't need mean that i have a need it just may be my sim, simply just what i want just what i want whereas hungry may be a necessity for something that is necessary for me to do what i need to do um Greed is not that. Greed could be that I have this and I have that and I have a great abundance, but I'm just not grateful for it. Uh, you know, I just want to, um, I'm very indulgent and and, and gluttonous in, in, in most cases. But I wanted to talk about these two because I believe that people need to be hungry. And I could not talk about being hungry without first giving my little disclaimer about what I feel about being greedy. So I'm not talking about being greedy. I'm not suggesting that anybody should be greedy. As a matter of fact, let's go to St. Luke, the um, 12th chapter, I believe it is. And um, in St. Luke, it says, uh, in the 15th verse, it says, and he said, Unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. So I'm not suggesting that we should be going after things, nor am I suggesting that we should even think that the acquisition thereof uh, makes us better than anybody or even makes us successful. Because let me just tell you, especially young people who are listening to me and you're trying to build your lives um please best believe that it's not about the things in your life that you have because when you lose things and you will lose some things and there's a podcast that I do an episode that I do on the abundance of loss the abundance of loss because there is an abundance in your loss if you look toward gaining a lesson out of it and if you know that less is more with God it's just the mathematics of God is just amazing where subtraction actually adds to you it's just amazing the way God does things check that podcast out but if you haven't done so already but and this as we stay focused in this podcast I want you to understand that what you have does not make you who you are as far as your material possessions your material possessions and what you have does not make you who you are the content of our being and the fiber of who we are is our character Um, our love for God, those things that, you know, kind of um, are not tangible, 
but they're not invisible either. I used to say, oh, you know, the invisible stuff. Oh, no, but it's very visible. And we can really see who you are at times, even though we can't touch it necessarily. It's very visible. So um, I tell people all the time, people want to see what you're going to do more so than what you're going to say. So those things are visible, but we never build our lives based around materialistic things or, you know, indulgences or anything like that. That is not where our success lies. It does not lie in those things because you still need to have a life and you still need to be able to stand when you lose your home or when you lose your car or you are not able to buy that brand of clothing anymore or whatever it is. So, you know, you want to still be able to have your substance and your substance is in your being and you're not your things. You you are not somebody who is just deduced to things. So we want to talk about being hungry. And I believe that everybody needs to remain hungry. Why do I say that? Just like our physical bodies have the need to have food and nourishment every day, I believe we need to remain hungry spiritually where we are um, we are asking God that to, to get to know him even the more. So I believe that we've always got to be hungry in this aspect to want to be fed the bread from heaven and know the word of God. Give us a hunger and a thirst, right? Is what the word of God says for righteousness. And But what are you going to do once you gain this hunger, once, once God gives you bread for your hunger and your thirst for righteousness? So righteous living um, gives us a harvest. It does. It, gives, it It grants us a harvest. So what do we do with that harvest? We need to share that harvest with someone else. And as we talk about in several of the episodes of 365 Guide, how we're to give, give, give to others and help others out through the life lessons that we've learned or whatever it is that we've gained along the way. But I particularly like um, Proverbs 16th chapter. It just kind of tells us about how to lay our life out as far as successes are concerned. And so I want to speak to you about uh, in this regard of being hungry from a point of view that makes you successful, that helps you to, um, it's not that you're necessarily going after this and not appreciating where you are going after that and not appreciating where you are but it's just continue continuing in life to uh, to progress you know keeping your eye on the prize and um, keep running that race and keep improving every day just remaining hungry hungry for that next level perhaps it's your physical body and your health hungry to see that next level and achievement or whatever it is so one of the um, chapters of the bible that i have used as a basis for success has been proverbs the 16th chapter and so in Proverbs, the 16th chapter, what I've learned there is what I must do daily. There's a couple of um, scriptures in the Bible that help me with this. And um, verse 3 of chapter 16 of Proverbs says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. So we know where the mind goes is where the man goes, correct? And so commit your works um, this is something that I used to, this is a scripture that I used to recite daily in my 20s. And then as I moved into my early 30s, I used to recite this a lot of the time. Commit thy works unto the Lord and that 
thoughts shall be established. And I had to realize that I had to make sure that my thoughts were going in the direction that they needed to go because I was going to go in the direction of my thoughts. So it's very important to make sure that my thoughts had, watch this, some direction. So I encourage you to make sure that your thoughts have direction. Um, as you're going forth to 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 do great and, and mighty works in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have got to make sure that your works are committed unto the Lord. I have done some wonderful things in my life, but when the time, and you know, some things have a time period on them. And I tell people, people say, oh, I remember this, this, and the other, and they'll call me and they'll say, hey, can you help me with this? And, you know, I used to try and try, and it would be such, so burdensome for me to do some of those things. And I had to recognize that that season was over for me. And um, getting older, um, I'm sure many of you who are probably around my age, early 40s, you can relate to this. Getting older, you have to, you come into contact with yourself in a way you've never come into contact with yourself. And you have to, I've learned in my late 30s, early 40s, that there has to be some acceptance. I'm not saying that you have to settle for some things. I'm not saying settle for anything. That's not what I'm su- suggesting here. But there has to be some acceptances. I had to accept that that season was over in my life. And I had to learn how to move on past it. The more I tried to hold on to certain seasons, the less progression I was making. But I was so familiar and I, it took me a while to get it. I was so familiar with what I had done and it seemed to me just when I had reached success in a level that God would just take something away from me and I had to move to some other place or do something else. It wasn't that God was taking anything from me. It was that God was elevating me and I had no better sense than to try to stay at an old level when God was lifting me to something else. But I had gotten ingrained in what I was doing. I would finally and my little mind mastered something. And so I, you know, it's easier. Let me just be great here, Lord. Let me just do this. But I had to remember what I committed to. I didn't, I did not commit to being great. I committed to making the Lord's name great for those that did, who did not know him or for those who thought minimally of the Lord. That was my job, not for Beryl to be great, um, you know, or anything like that. But my true commitment was, Lord, help me to make your name great in the ears in the of people let them see your your hand manifested in their lives so you know for me to stay over here where i feel comfortable for me to stay in a place where i feel like i've mastered it perhaps i could get caught up with barrel feeling great and making barrel look good and barrel 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 so god just kept on moving the bar for me and he just kept on it seems like as soon as i got here he would lift the bar and he would lift the bar and he reminded me constantly and consistently of where I'd committed and I'd committed uh, where, where I was not committed and wanted to stay in those places, but I had not had my original um, commitment to those places. God says, I'm moving the bar. I need you to move with me. And I was just comfortable to stay in a place. You know, as much as no one wants to admit that he or she is not humble, we we really have to take some some do some surveying of ourselves to make sure that we really are not walking in a little bit of 
overconfidence or arrogance or, you know, not, you know, because sometimes you think you're humble, but you're not. And you really have to check those things out. Or sometimes you think that you're not walking in pride and pride is ever so present there. It's pride that's telling you that you're not walking in pride half of the time. And so you really have to check those areas out in your life. But commit thy works unto the Lord and thy uh, thoughts shall be established. Verse 9 also helps me in that same chapter. It says, a man's heart deviseth his ways, but the Lord directed direct." directed his steps so I had to learn that was a tongue twister y'all but I had to learn how to um make sure that my heart was in line with my steps and make sure that things were aligning the way that they needed to um and so it became very clear to me some of my flaws yep many of my flaws were becoming more apparent but they would not have and at first I thought Oh, gosh, you know, who am I? But as time went on and as I began to mature even the more, I realized this is healthy for me to be able to recognize these flaws and accept what God is showing me about myself. Therein lies a problem when I'm just walking around thinking that I'm perfect and I'm not. So it's worth it to look at yourself and to make sure that you're on the path and that all things are aligning and that the work that you're doing is aligning with your commitment to God. And you're probably like, I thought this was about being hungry or greedy. We're getting there. We're talking about hunger and how you got to keep your hunger for God and how you got to make sure that things are um, going to um, lead in the direction of you progressing. So verse 26 in chapter 16 of Proverbs is where I wanted to get to. It says, he that laboreth, laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. Now you're like, huh? What? Huh? Well, you know how the scripture says, oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good, right? Well, when we commit our ways unto the Lord and when we really submit to his power and his authority and when we really make up in our minds and not just through our lip service that we're going to do just what God wants us to do then we get a taste of what it's like um what our future is like and and then and then God just gives us a little taste and then before you know it it's like old taste and see that the Lord, he is good. You know, that comes from being obedient. I like to look at Proverbs um, 16 and 26 in the Message Bible. It says, appetite is an incentive to work. Hunger makes you work all the harder. I'm telling you where I am now in my life. I have some goals and um, I've not given up on many things that I thought, you know, the enemy tried to play that thing with me and tell me, okay, give up on that. Take that off your list. You're over 40 now. Don't do, you're not going to do that. That's not practical. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? What? What enemy? You know, you got to stop letting the enemy have conversation with you. So I looked at this. It says appetite is an incentive to work. And I hold fast to this. Remain hungry. Simply just remain hungry as long as you've got an appetite for the right thing. I my, my thing is, Lord, let my taste buds be what you would have them to be. Let me taste and see, Lord, that you are good. Thank you for this appetite that I have. 
appetite is an incentive to work. So because of my appetite, now I have this incentive to get out there. I've been incentivized to get out there and make something happen. And I know that it's going to be God working in me. But let me tell you, faith without works is dead. You got to get up, get out, and make sure that you're doing the things that God wants you to do. This is why God gives us vision. He doesn't give us vision just to sit back and see. Vision is very active. He gives us vision so that we can do, not just see, but vision is for us to do. The B part of that in the Message Bible says hunger makes you work all the harder. So when you're hungry, you get out there and you say, you know what, Beryl? Are you hungry for those dreams to come to pass? So you get up and you say, girl, come on, let's make this thing happen. Whatever you call yourself or However you talk to yourself, sometimes it's like, B, you got to make it go. You got to make it do what it do, B. Get up and go with it. And so I tell myself, I encourage myself, you should never sit on your dreams. You should, you should never sit on yourself. But we do it. We do it anyway. But I just want to encourage you to ask God to let you be hungry. And so this is one of the prayers that I pray often. Lord, give me hunger. Give me hunger for you first, Lord. Because when I hunger and thirst for righteousness, your word, there's a promise in your word that tells me that I shall be filled. So be hungry and live a full life. Be hungry. Be hungry, my friends, and live a full life. When we are hungry, when we have need for food, physical food, what is it that we want to be? What's our what's our end goal? To have food that makes us what? Full. And so God wants every part of your life where you are hungry. He wants you to live full. So this thing has got to be about you living your best life. How do I live my best life? By remaining hungry. Going after those goals. Letting God, watch this, can I end here? Letting God prepare that table before you in the presence of your enemies. You know, that old devil that told me that you're too old, you're 40, let that dream go. You may as well pick up on this, these dreams right here. You know, the devil can't even tell me how I'm going to dream. He has no power. He has no authority. So God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He'll let your cup run over. He'll let, I mean, he just, God is so awesome. So my, my prayer again is God, give me the taste buds that you want me to have. Place me at the table that you want me to be. And let me be hungry for the bread that you have to give unto me, Lord. Whatever it is that you want me to have, whatever it is you want to pour into me, Lord, let me be a willing vessel. Let me be a willing vessel. You know, it amazes me when we always talk about being a vessel of honor and how we want to pour out and we want to pour out. Well, make sure that you're being poured in too. And so that's why it's so important to remain hungry because the more that we give, the more we need to receive that we may give again. It's very cyclic. But I just wanted to drop that by you. I was pondering about this hunger, greed thing. And um, sometimes we get confused because we're like, oh, well, I'm, maybe perhaps I'm being greedy. No, you're not being greedy if you're going after your goals and wanting to um, grow the kingdom of God and wanting to do that which is good. That's not greedy. That's hunger. 
So make sure that you get out there and you tell and you, you you pray and you ask the Lord God, what is it that you will have me to do today? Lord, my heart wants to do this, but God, I need you to guide my steps and I need my heart to line up with my steps today. Ask God for an appetite. For hung, uh, to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Ask God for our appetite to do that, which he has so ordained for you to do. And I pray that you are going to um, be successful at that thing that the Lord has sent you out to do. This has been another episode of 365 God Podcast. I hope you'll join me again.